Welcome to the second episodes of Two Birds, One Stone, an Arizona Cardinal podcast. I'm your host at Red Sea Trent, joined with my brother Garrett. Garrett, how does it feel to be Super Bowl favorites after week one? Wow! It feels great, <laughs> brother. It feels fucking great. Going into Tennessee and kicking the absolute dog shit out of a, a team that's going to the playoffs back-to-back season. Feels you literally good. could not have wrote it any better. Like from feels start good. to finish. Start to finish, just kicking the balls right away. Just Hell yeah. Went right at them. Um, so, like, Kyler played fantastic. We'll start with the offensive side of the ball. Kyler went 21 to 32, with 289 yards, and then four touchdowns, another one on the ground. Uh, so, five total touchdowns. I think he's the first Cardinal quarterback to throw for four and then rush for another since Charlie Johnson back in. 1960 something. So it's been a, quite a long him. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's absolutely awesome. And then um, it's also good to note that he jumped second in the MVP odds. He went yeah. from plus 2,500 to plus 900 only behind Patrick Mahomes, which is so, crazy. I would say that if you were going to bet Kyler for MVP, you might be a tad late. I think you jumped your, and the values, the value odds, who knows? You could be getting a steal. Maybe next week he throws for another five yeah. and then uh, it jumps up from there. But yeah, he started off uh, before week one. You could have got him at plus twenty five hundred, which means you bet a hundred bucks, you win twenty five hundred. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So it went from twenty five hundred uh, to plus nine hundred, and that's only behind Mahomes, who's at plus five fifty. Yeah. So fucking incredible. There were so many plays in this game where it just looked like he could do whatever he wanted. Like the line looked great. He could run around back there forever, and have time to hit guys like Kirk and Hopkins. Dude, the, the, the one, the one to D hop, whenever he did the back to the left and spun him around back to the right and was on the run and fucking threw it straight a dot right to him and D hop and the end zone tap. I almost creamed. I'm serious. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was literally was one of those sick. where it's like, it's as like the catch was great, but it was as good of a throw. It was like, like it was the most impressive thing. Yeah. It was yeah. the most impressive thing I've ever seen. Uh, probably him do almost maybe, but I, it was sick. Um, I mean, you could argue it, it might've been his most well put together game of his yeah, career. Yeah. I agree. Like, he's put up more yards passing and more rushing yards, but. I mean, God. I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but the, but the, the one pick he did throw was bad. You still see, you still see the, the year three, how he's still so young. Um, it, it could have been an easy throwaway. He was just trying to make something out of nothing, which I get. But you still see a glimpse of him being a, a third-year quarterback. <laughs> but like you said, it's the best game he's had of his career. So All that was was just Kyler proving to us that he's not God. That was the only thing. That, other fair. than that, that game, he looked like the second coming of Jesus Christ. So then um, <laughs> receiving the ball, we had Hop with six catches for 83 yards, the two scores, the one you mentioned. Uh, the, six, the second one was arguably a better play by Hopkins. He catches the ball going across the field and then spins back the other way. Yeah. Just so good, like, awareness. And yeah, he, it's, it's, it's crazy field. to, like – because he's not, like – he's not, like, crazy quick. He's not, like, physical. He's – I. It, it's, it's just – it always shocks me how he's so goddamn good. I don't I know if it's just because he's Adams so similar like that. I, yeah, Devontae I feel Adams like they just have such good, good feel of the yeah. game. And and I don't know. I they just have yeah. such good awareness in the way he moves his body. It makes me it makes it look like I can go yeah. out there and catch balls, makes it look yeah. so easy. Um, yeah. but yeah. Uh then on top of that, Kirk with five catches for 70 yards and another yeah. two scores. So that second, the first one that he caught, or his that Willie Mays catch over the back. Yeah. 
that was another throw by Kyler. That was like, yeah, that was know. almost, yeah, that was more, almost more impressive than the throw on the run circling that way. Like literally he's running, he's back, he's stepping back, throwing the ball, like almost like off his back foot, leaning back. And it's like, it was a, a fadeaway. It was a damn that fade was crazy. Away. If you look at the replay, both of his feet are off the ground when he lets go of that ball. That's crazy. I don't know. Both feet off the ground. I mean, maybe I mean, Mahomes can throw that ball. Mahomes maybe, and maybe two or three guys. Maybe Rodgers. Yeah, with that arm Not at this point, probably, but yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. That was, yeah, uh, fucking just play after play. looked like Madden up there. And then Rondon Moore, also on offense, yeah. explosive every single touch. A lot of his catches, well, he caught the one where Kyler ran back and forth. Yeah. Another step back, and then he hits more for 25 yards or so. But uh, a couple screenplays there where it's like when you have Kirk in that spot last year and, and Fitzgerald, God love him, he's not the quickest guy anymore. Now you got Rondell Moore there, who it seems like every time, just the burst that he has every time he touches the ball between that and then the return game, he also had a few good returns. So I feel like it's so, also the this is also. Um, seeing how Rondale played yesterday, which also uh, Zavin as well, which, which we're going to touch on, shows how important it is have a have a camp. Like, it, uh, he had five targets, and he caught four of the five balls. And yeah. I just feel like that that connection with him and Kyler's built so early, uh, I, I just feel like it's going to only build up and keep on progressing and getting more yeah. targets, more yards from here. Like I said, that was scrambling play is the biggest testament to that because a lot of players – I mean, Rondell's never played with a quarterback like Kyler, obviously, at Purdue. But, like, knowing that even though Kyler's ran all the way to the other side of the hash marks on the other side of the field, keep moving around because he's going to make a play. And I'm sure Rondell's seen that in practice to be like, be aware, your head's got to be on the swivel. you got to keep moving somewhere. Um, run game was pretty well, too. Uh, yeah. Chase in his first game is kind of really being the lead guy. Um, actually didn't even have the most carries. Yeah. Um, Chase ended up with 12 carries for 63 yards. Uh, that's six yards a carry, 6.3. Um, Connor ended up with uh, 16 for 53, which doesn't jump out at you. There was some fucking mean stiff arms, some great breaking tackles, just kind of some bad luck ended up at the wrong spot. But he looked pretty fresh. He still has it. I mean, I, I absolutely I, – I know he's not the James Connor, the all-pro. Was he all-pro yeah. or – Pro Bowl uh, is rookie Bowl? year. But, I mean, he – I mean, he, he's going to be – those two look like a great complement to each other. I mean, whenever yeah. you need some ground and pound yards. Two different and Connor, Yeah, he, he definitely can still ground and pound and get you three, two yards whenever you need it. Yeah. So, that's good to have in our back yeah. pocket. Yeah. What I loved a lot about the offense, and we talked about this last week and kind of like what we want to see from Kyler this year is I talked about how I want to see him kind of, I don't want to see him have over hundred yards a game. I don't want to see him have to carry that load. Not that it's not entertaining, not that he's not great at it, but less on his body and less on like just all the weight on him. So with them, with Chase and James Connor being just average to above average in that game, Kyler carried the ball five times for 20 yards. It wasn't he, – he had the touchdown run, so we still utilized it in the red zone, but it wasn't something – like he went out and he won that game with his arm and making time in the pocket. He didn't have I to feel like it's. I feel like it's also it, – it's, it's important for him – it's important for the Cardinals and Kingsbury to always keep that a thing, like always keep it existent. You don't ever just want to completely dismiss it because in, the, in a spot like whenever you're in the red zone, like Kyler can score – He's the best red zone yeah, there's, ball there's carrier no, in the NFL. There's nobody better. And, and especially whenever you add his arm and, and then you add on um, 
D hop and, and everything else with it. I just think it's a, it's not, it would not be a good idea to shy away from completely eliminating right. him running. The but ball. in that situation, we're up by so much too. And I think you mentioned before we started a lot, I think he probably had 30 yards taken away from him on penalties yeah. off that first couple drives, which we'll get to, but um, so it might end up with more, but you're up by a lot in the game, a lot of conservative, why risk it? So I think uh, we'll get to it, but Cliff, there was a few times in this game, we're going to stick with him off the side of the ball, where I think it was uh, the end of is in the fourth quarter. We get the ball back. It's, what, 38 to 13. We're kicking the shit out of them, and they're not going to come back. But it was one of those drives where there's eight minutes left. We get the ball deep in our own side, and we take six minutes off the clock just running the ball down their throat. They know the run's coming, but we keep moving the chains and keep moving the chains. There's no points on that drive, but just one of those things that, yeah, that was a blowout, but it's good to know that we, we have that. the capabilities yeah. of doing that in close games. That's something we've never been able to, like we've never seen with Cliff ever. He's never had yeah. that constant good run game like we had on, on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to have that compliment. I think it's going to do well in our, in our future. Do well for us. Yeah. And it's kind of incredible that we've gone this far and we haven't talked about Chandler fucking Jones. Five sacks, hey ties the franchise record. Pay the man, baby. Come on. Pay the man. Pay the man, I absolutely. Mean. Ties franchise record um, with Hassan Reddick, who did it last week or last year and against the Giants week 14. Um, it, from the fucking jump. It, it just it, Taylor Lewan stood no chance. He shit his pants every time he dropped back in protection. See that tweet that he sent out after <laughs> Like it's okay. I I have something to say about that. Okay. I, all the comments are good for you, Taylor Wan. Way to own up to your mistakes. Respect, Look, respect, brother. Hell yeah. You look like a fucking bitch. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> he got he got That's thrown around like a toddler. Like Jesus. Like okay, keep that in that in like in the locker room. Say that to your teammates, yeah, maybe, but don't absolutely. fucking. Don't, who, who's, who is that going to help on Twitter? Like, oh, your fans? Oh, your fans really? Like, oh, hey, hey, sorry, fans. I got my ass kicked. Hey, fucking go work out or if something. I'm a tweeting fan, got your ass kicked. If I'm a Titans fan, I'm not going, well, you know what? That makes me feel hey, better. At least hey, man. No, hey, man. You. Respect. Like respect. Yeah. Respect, Taylor. I just No, fuck that. That's, that's the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, um, we'll get into the defense now, but, like, I was talking to – uh uh another Cardinal fan earlier on and it's like remember like 2015 how like it was almost as fun to watch the defense as it was the offense you had so many playmakers back there that it just they just stifled offenses and it's like it felt good just like you can't move the ball even if you fucking it's not gonna happen that's what it felt like yeah I, I said this while we were watching the game which because me and him watched together if you don't know um that at this point, it's kind of cool to have an offense as well that you don't have to really worry about. You know what I mean? Like in years past, it's always been worrying about the offense putting up points. I'm not yeah. saying that it's a guaranteed lock that every week we're going to be this lights out and put up 38, but it's it's almost to the point, like you just said, where you just look forward to watching the defense just because all the new faces and all the rookies and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but yeah. I don't even know it, if that's much of a hot take. I mean, because all the talent that's over there, you've got yeah. like fucking stars. JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, Buda Baker, Byron played like an all pro on, we'll yeah. get to that. Isaiah had almost 10 tackles, had the pick. Like there are some big names and then younger guys like Zabin and, and some of those off our defensive linemen, Lee Kai Fo too. Like 
they made plays all fucking day. It was like, it's like after the like first few minutes in the second quarter, you knew it was over because it was like an energy so yeah. good. Yeah, it was like it's like a, like a different energy that I haven't really seen in a lot of years. It was just yeah. like a you okay, Derrick Henry, you're the king, so self self proclaimed king. Yes. Um, here here's fucking how many yards did he have? Yeah, in the first half, I wrote this down because he had eight carries for nine yards in the first half. Hey, hey, King Henry. Hey, man, fuck you. You're not doing shit to us. We haven't had that attitude in like forever. We're like, it just felt like nobody could fuck with us. Julio couldn't do shit. No one could do shit. It was yeah. awesome. I haven't felt that incredible. in a while. I wrote yeah. down a few nuts about Henry. It was, like I said, the eight carries for nine yards. But oh, for the whole game, he was under 60 yards. And then, but even with that, at one point in the fourth quarter, he had three carries in a row that went for 30 yards, like 30 yeah. yards total. So, he, like, he got on a most of those. One, yeah. Most of those came on three carries. And then um, that, that uh, sequence at the goal line. So the Titans finally get something going. They drive down the field. Uh, our defense helps them out with a penalty or two. They're at our one-yard line. First down, Henry's stuffed. J.J. Watt comes from all the way to the opposite side of the line and gets, gets him in the backfield. Second down, he's stuffed again. And then even third down, it, first of all, you're stuffing Derrick Henry on the one-yard line two plays in a row tip your goddamn cap that there's not many defensive fronts that are going to have that happen to him one time, let alone do it two straight plays. So then the third down play, even it's a play action pass and it's covered. Well, the play design is covered. It's like the Cardinals read it well, but Tannehill makes a good play, makes a play with his feet and gets into the end zone. So you look at that, they put up seven, six points actually, because they mixed an extra point, but give up six points, but they play, it was, they did everything that they needed to do. They yeah. played. It was just a good sequence of plays. I've yeah. I've never but, seen Henry stopped on the goal line at the yeah. one-yard line. I've never seen that happen before. So yeah. it was one of those things when we got when they got down there. It was like, okay, you give it to Henry. Well, they're down seventeen nothing at that point. You give it to him four straight plays, and yeah. you just you have to. That's what you do. Yeah. Uh, and then they when they saw when I saw the play action, I was like, oh, they're not going to score. They're going to have to kick a field goal. But it turns out Tannehill made something happen. But. Yeah. No harm, no fucking foul. So we'll seventeen out, six after that point. But um, yeah, we talked. We talked about Byron Murphy. Holy hell! That first half, he it seemed like he was exclusively on Julio and play after play, and it wasn't like overthrows by Tannehill yeah. or drop. He was getting his hands it was on the ball. Fucking good ass DB play. All I have, all what I've written down for Byron Murphy is he is badass because he is fucking badass. Like I. I haven't seen cornerback play like that on the Cardinals since uh, Prime P2. 2015 Patrick Peterson, 2016 Patrick Peterson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it was um, – it's something to, to be exciting about because like, like we said last yeah. week about how we were at like a, a, a 5 out of 10 panic-wise on the, on the corner situation. I think yeah. I just got less into about a 3 or a 2. I'm going to stay at 4 strictly because – Strictly because the pass rush was so great yeah. that it's not they didn't get a huge test. Yeah. Like Tannehill had like an average of three seconds back there, which is fucking incredible that we were able to get to him so quick. I was telling you while we were watching the game, I was shocked and like when like Tannehill didn't have any straight like six, seven, eight step dropbacks. It was always play action or somewhere like they never just spread it out, which I get like with the amount of pressure that we we're applying. Maybe you don't want to risk it, but you have. You, you, if we know that the weakness is a secondary, the Titans should know that our secondary yeah. is a weakness. Like they didn't even try and like yeah. s- just spread it out, 
empty backfield test the corners and they didn't I did yeah when they were tested they played well but it was an interesting interesting strategy bold bold strategy cotton you know like why not go I don't I don't get it Um, it was weird uh but I mean if we want to talk a little time that was this is their first game without Arthur Smith their former offense coordinator in a couple years who did well for them didn't do so hot yesterday in his first uh head head coaching gig with the Falcons got their ass kicked by the Eagles but this is the Cardinals podcast, so fuck all that. Um, but like we said, Julio held for three catches, 29 yards, and then A.J. Brown, four catches, 49 yards, and the one touchdown. Um, so, I mean, as much shit as they were getting about the back end, they sure as fuck held up, that's for sure. Like, I don't think you could ask for much more from um, and from And the with, the, uh, with the Titans' leading receiver being – Chester Rogers with four receptions and 62 yards. Do you know Adam, your is? fantasy teams, guys, get him on the <laughs> waiver wire. I promise you he's available. I 100% <laughs> promise you he's available. Chester Rogers, huh? Hell yeah. That's Shout not a Chester. name that that's not a name that we heard when we said we're going to get torched by the Titans. Nobody nobody brought up old Chester no, Rogers. Not. So, uh, more on the defensive side of the ball. I mentioned JJ earlier. He looked fresh too. I need. Yeah, I seen. They talked about limiting his snaps a little bit, but it didn't seem like Mm-mm. he got limited much. That he was out there for a lot of the game, and he made some good plays. I don't know his final stat line, but it just seemed like he was in the backfield repeatedly. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think um, something to bring up too with with Chandler's game is I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but that we uh, it's it's should not forget about JJ's presence and how big of a difference that makes. Yeah. for the other side of the ball because you have to I, don't, I i didn't really pay attention to the to the double teams and stuff on him but you have to think if you have jj watt on the other side of the ball that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for chandler so yes yeah. chandler had an amazing five sack two force fumble game but you cannot forget about jj watt and probably yeah. what he did for that you know what he I mean? was great and then along the d-line Corey peters also played really well yeah. he scooped that first chandler jones force fumble up almost had a touchdown had the big man dance yeah. that everybody loves uh, he made a few, he was in the backfield almost all game too. He played yeah. great. Uh, Lekai Fotu played pretty well. Um, Just the whole D line as a, as a, like the, the, the biggest satisfaction I got out of almost all defense was the, the depth of the defensive line and how you yeah. were just able to switch in and out and everybody played well. And um, it was just really refreshing and nice to see that we can keep constant pressure without people getting tired and have backups that are uh, going to be effective. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, we mentioned Isaiah earlier, but I meant like in the last podcast, I was like, it, it basically came right into fruition. Like the defense, if you, if like defense go make plays and win games, like I want to see more of that this year than just like, hey, Kyler go out and win it for us. I want to see the defense do it. Kyler did his fucking thing regardless. But the defense, like they forced turnovers. Isaiah was huge in that. Like he had nine tackles. That he did have the interception, which I don't know if you saw that. Buddha got absolutely smoked. <laughs> like I the ball gets it. tipped and it's up in the air. And I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Boom, goes up yeah. again. Buddha's on his back, like <laughs> he <just> put him <laughs> on his ass. You know, Buddha's gotta be pissed because everybody the long thing on Buddha is his interception number. Yeah. So he's like, God damn it, you stole that one from me. But <laughs> well, yeah, we had I, turnovers, I just, yeah. thanks. Yeah. I just think it's a, uh, it's, I, I, I feel like that's what we're going to get from, from Isaiah. You know, he's just going to be a playmaking SOB, uh, whether it's yeah. picks as we saw last year, uh, even a little bit. And then obviously week one this year, he gets the pick again. 
Um, I just, I feel like that's to be expected from Isaiah. Um, yeah. And then also, I feel like Zavin looked good. He looked, he didn't look like a rookie. Yeah. I feel like he was he really prepared, which also can go back to me um, adding uh, in the, um, the, the, the training camp and stuff. It, I yeah. feel like that makes a big difference for rookies. And it, it showed with Zavin. Yeah. Um, uh, hell, I mean, when he was on the field, he looked good. But as we talked about kind of last last podcast, Jordan Hicks played a lot. Yeah, like Jordan Hicks, I think, was one of the highest percentage of snaps on the defense side of the ball. So it's interesting. It seemed like all the talk was that Saban's going to come in and he's going to he's going to be the signal caller on the defense. And and by no means did he play bad when he got in the game. It was just maybe they they're kind of slow playing a little bit like they did with Isaiah. I don't think it'll be as slow as it was for Isaiah. You're going to get him in the game, but, but Hicks played a lot and he played well. There was no spot where I was like, damn, if Zayden was in the game there, then he would have made yeah. that play. Like, uh, so Hicks they, they all game. three started, right? I don't Isaiah Simmons and Hicks all started. I'm almost, I think certain. on like the, on like the picture, it showed that Zavins and Simmons were the starters, but like the first, from the first snap of the game, Hicks was at in at middle linebacker. So I'm not sure. I don't know what it was on the official depth chart, but um, yeah. So almost nothing bad you could say about the game, but we're going to nitpick a little bit. Obviously, that first drive kind of sucked. It seemed like every time we we took a forward step forward, we took two back, um, which we were able to wipe away at the end because it didn't end up mattering in the least. But uh, I know you wanted to talk about that's that's kind of a trend from the last it's couple gonna of matter. years. It's gonna matter whenever you're not playing the Titans who have a, a shit D and can't get nothing going and we're up. Um, yeah. Whenever you start to play, I mean, teams that are putting up a lot more of a fight, you can't have penalties like that. It's the same same situation as we were in last year. It killed us, and I I hope it get. I uh, uh, Kyler was able to mask those mistakes this year, or, or there are. Uh, uh, this week, sorry, um, but I, I just hope it gets figured out. It's just stuff that's inexcusable, like um, false starts, holds, um, just yeah. miscues. Too many holds, can't have. that's for sure. You just can't have. Um, and then another thing that I wasn't happy about, um, if I'm going to nitpick, um, I don't think A.J. Green played very well. Um, yeah. He had a couple penalties himself, um, yeah, two, two receptions for 25 yards, which I wasn't expecting – 100 yard ball game but i was expecting a little bit more which i could just be him not being involved in the offense as much with him being new um, i think it was a lot of just when you look at those kind of stat lines it's, maybe that's just how the game kind of flowed yeah. i mean they're not they're not going to force feed aj green but i mean i think i think you'll definitely see bigger things going in the next week and forward from there sometimes yeah. you're just the ball just doesn't find you and that's just the way it goes but um and then the other thing i had was oh sweet andy didn't even touch yeah. the field. All, all you Andy lovers, he didn't touch the field once. Uh, I didn't even think about Andy Isabella. Like, I think it was probably about the second half. I mean, show watching the game, and like they, they pan to the sideline, and I see 17 standing there. I was like, holy shit, Andy Isabella is still on her roster. I kind of forgot about that. At this I point, do you feel bad? I don't remember bad? seeing him on the field. Do, do I you feel, feel bad, bad? for him? Like, is, is, is there a part of you? I don't know. I just – I feel like if, if he was doing the right shit, he'd be on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just feel like there's something that he's doing that's not right. But then again, why would they keep him? And and uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's kind of frustrating. But that's kind of all I had. It was a clean game. It was a not clean. It was not clean. It was a great game. Good, good uh, week one win. 
Um, but like I said, we just need to clean out the penalties bad yeah. or else. We'll I think they did. I think they did in the second half a little bit. I think that, I think a lot of that was that, that first drive was like just a punch in the face. Like it was like, yeah. God damn again. Like, are we going to go through this? Thank God we didn't have to put up with that. And we got, I think this was probably one of the best ones we've had in two to three years. Like yeah. you go on the road and a team you don't see very often. You're not very familiar with two straight playoff appearances. This team, I mean, Titans are one of those sneaky Super Bowl picks going into the season, and they just laid the fucking whooping on them from the very get go. So uh, it's fun to hear. You know, I told the uh, one of our buddies the best feeling after a big win like that is we don't have to worry about anything for the next six days of no negativity. It's like holy shit, we get to hear about all the talk shows just talking about how good Kyler Murray is and how good the Cardinals are. The same guys that talk about how the air raid will never work or now saying, Oh, is Kyler a sneaky MVP candidate? So it's, it's nice to not have to deal with any, uh, any cliff hate or any carnal yeah, hate this week I agree. for the time being. For the so time uh, being. that is a perfect segue to next week. So for the hey, time hey, being, also, things are great. Also, it's, it's probably good to mention that our record prediction still holds true. Correct? Our record prediction is perfect. <laughs> it still so holds far. true. We're perfect, perfect. baby. Hey, oh, and you can't be, refute that. You can't refute that. We're perfect yeah. right now. I'd also be remiss if I didn't bring up the fact. Remember the bets I mentioned at the end of last episode? Yes. Bam, 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 bam. Perfect. Bucks game, hit every bet. Cardinals game, hit every bet. So if you aren't just doing exactly what I tell you at this point, I get your shit together. You know, I'm giving you Listen, free money. Listen, folks, if you want to make some cash, follow our bets. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have any at the end of this episode, but I'll tweet some clips out. I'll take a video or whatever, and, and I'll give them. It's a little too early. There's, who knows? Injuries can happen. But I'll send some picks out later on this week. Um, for the Vikings game, Peterson comes home. Does he get booed? If I was there, I'd boo him. You think so? I would boo him. I'm so back and I forth. I wouldn't if, if this if – this, all the events that happened this offseason wouldn't have happened. Sure. Uh, well, absolutely. Up, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely not. He literally sat there and called the front office a joke base essentially. Uh, no, I, I, it's, it's a boo for me at least. I'm on the I'm kind of an point asshole, of both sides. I'm on the ledge and I lean this way towards booing and I lean this way towards he's arguably a top three defensive player in team history. So it's like, you want to show him respect his first time back, but God damn, you make it so hard. Like why? Yeah. I don't know. I had it. I guess he's never said anything about the fans, but it's like, we're kind of linked here. Like, you can't just just get on the team anymore. I don't want to hear you just talk shit about the front office constantly. But yeah. Uh, What are the odds? What are the odds he's uh, following D Hop all game? A fucking none. His pussy I don't know has if to he stay does on one that. side the whole game. He's he not used to not. I mean, years ago, that was always like that was always my argument with people when it was like Patrick Peterson versus Richard Sherman. Who's the better? Yeah. I was like, Sherman stays on one side of the field. Patrick will follow Julio, all these the best he, receivers in the game, all over the field. I don't know if he does that on Twitter. Oh, absolutely not. He's not stupid. He knows what would happen. He's not stupid. He yeah, would get his so. fucking ass torched. Um, no, he definitely won't follow him. Um, what I kind of have on that game, which we talked about earlier is, um, for me, it's kind of just like a, a repeat of, of week one. You have the, the two star wide receivers and, and, uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Um, and then you have a top five running back in Dalvin cook. I'd say the only one of the bigger differences is the Vikings defense is a little better. 
Um, yeah. and, their, and their offensive line, I'd say, is probably comparable. Um, would probably you agree? Comparable. Yeah. Um, but and then Kirk Cousins and um, um, Ryan Tannehill are kind of the same style quarterback. For me, it's kind of a repeat of of of, uh, of week one in, in ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I thought those were all good points. Coming back home, though, too, home opener. Yeah. Um, the Vikings did, are coming off a loss to Cincinnati, who I think I picked – you picked Cincinnati to beat the Vikings straight yeah. up. I like that pick a lot. I think – I couldn't tell if it's – I didn't get to watch a lot of that game, but I don't know if it's the Bengals are, are a lot better this year or holy fuck, the Vikings are, it's, are not – just, just imagine how shitty it would be to be a, a Vikings fan. You know, Kirk <laughs> Cousins isn't gonna take you to the Super Bowl, and he's, and he's not going there. anywhere. <laughs> no, he's they, he has they paid him so much goddamn money, he can't go anywhere, and yeah. you you're literally just stuck. There's no, I mean, there's no change. You know, nothing's gonna change for at least what? How many years are left on his deal? Three? I don't, probably two or three. I would say. But you, you know, there's no change coming. You know, I, it, it would just be a terrible feeling. But um, I feel pretty confident going into week two again, just because the Bengals beat them and the Bengals. I mean, which I will say, I had, I bet on them. I watched the game. The, the Bengals played well. Um, I I uh, my prediction is going to be a lot more the same you saw in week one and week two. I think it'll be similar to like things that we can like kind of capitalize on are probably pretty similar. Like, I mean, Kyler's going to do his thing either way. I don't know. I don't think their quarterback play is anything near like the top of the league. I'm sure there's things we can take advantage of, of there, but uh, yeah, like you said, it is a, it is a pretty similar kind of like matchup, but um, time will tell. Two and okay, oh, I have, a, I, I have a, a surprise for you that I didn't tell, uh, talk to you about before the show. Okay, what's the I want you to guess the spread on on uh we're we're recording this on Monday night. I want you to guess the spread on the Baltimore Raiders Baltimore versus the Raiders game. I would probably say three and a half. It's correct. Are you sure you didn't know? Not a bang, not a <laughs> I saw the line when it was at four, so I oh. I, I figured it might have went down. So no, that did folks don't give him that one. That was cheap. I mean, you don't um, think that I would – hey, you don't think I've looked at it already? The game's all like – I might have hey, checked he's on a heater. <laughs> he's on a heater. He's hot. He's hot. So, yeah, great fucking start for week one. Cardinals couldn't have played a better game. Coming back home week two, get the Vikings already on one. Let's keep this shit rolling. I don't want to hear any – any here talk about a trap game you can't have a trap game in the opening game your first home game fans are going to be rocking there's going to be the first full nest in state farm stadium for the first time in a couple of years so looking forward to that um thanks for tuning in um we'll probably release this wednesday um or tuesday probably um gary do you have anything you wanted to, to throw in before we sign off roll on baby Roll on. One and oh. So far we're perfect in our record prediction prediction. One step closer to 17 and 0. Go birds, everybody. Have a good one. See ya.